I'm very proud of all of my children. They are, are wonderful. They've all grown up and made me proud, and they're all responsible, dependable, trustworthy, mature. Abigail is uh, 16 years old, but she's come right along in the footsteps of her older siblings. She, uh, and now she can drive herself, which has made life a lot easier. She's able to do a lot, uh, take herself to work and to school, and uh, she's been doing band camp, and um, so that she's been able to go in and do that. And um, so because she's so responsible, I had no fear, no concerns. Uh, Kelly and I went down to uh, St. Simon's, you know, uh, a week ago, and, Kelly, and Abigail stayed home because she had band camp. We, we had no concerns, though, that she was responsible, she could take care of herself, she would be safe. And um, we had no concerns that she'd throw a wild party while we were gone and trash the place. We just knew, you know, we could trust Abigail. She'll be fine. And also, I mean, it was great because, you know, we, we don't call it our house Mullis Farm for nothing. You know, we got a ton of animals up there with uh, five cats and two dogs and, gosh, was it like 10 chickens? And uh, Abigail could take care of all that while we were gone. We were thankful for that. Isn't it? nice to know that you have someone you can trust. Isn't it nice to know that you're able to trust your children? Isn't it nice to know that you could maybe call on someone to house it for you and to take care of your home while you might be out of town? Someone that you could trust to watch over everything and to take care of your pets and your plants. And if there's any issues that come up, they would be there to watch over it and to take care of it. But what if you hired a house sitter and you paid them a good wage to take care of your home and to watch over all of your animals and things there and you went on your trip and then you came back and you found that your place was trashed. It was torn apart because your house sitter threw a big party at your house while you were gone. And they came in and they tore the place up. And on top of it all, Your beloved little Fido, your dog, died of starvation because the pet sitter neglected it, the dog. How would that make you feel? How would that make you feel? Well, that brings me to the scripture message for today. Jesus' parable of the faithful servant. It comes to us from Luke chapter 12, verses 42 through 46. A faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks, my master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants? partying, and getting drunk. The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Jesus was a, he had a way with stories, didn't he? He taught so many 
good parables, so many important things. He taught important spiritual lessons with his parables. The characters in the stories and the situations in his parables symbolize real spiritual truths in our life. So let me explain this parable. The master in the story represents Jesus, the Lord of all creation. The master has gone away on a trip just as Jesus has gone away to heaven. While the master, Jesus, is away, he has left the servant in charge of the entire household. So that means that we're in this story. Who are we in this story? Who are we? We're the servant. We're the servants. He left the servant in charge of the entire household. And you and I are the servant in the story. We've been left in charge of the household while Jesus is away in heaven. The household represents those things for which you and I are responsible in life. And what's that? Well, you could list a lot of different things. You could think of your home and your, your, your car, your relationships with people. But really what it all boils down to, we are responsible for our time, our talent, our money, our relationships, our witness, our family. We have all been entrusted with some important things. Now, we call them our things. And we sort of have this mindset that we own them, especially those material things like our house and our car. And maybe we think, well, it's my job or it's my career or they're our children. It's our church. And since we think we own them, we often have the operating mentality that we can choose to do whatever we please with them. But Jesus uses this parable to say, you are the master's servants. You are Jesus' servant. And the household doesn't belong to the servant. All these things that you own aren't really yours. The servant is in charge but it's not the servant's household. It all belongs to the master. Another word for servant is steward. And that's where we get the term stewardship. A steward is one who manages something important on behalf of a master. We are all stewards of, what, of that which Jesus has entrusted to our care. And that's the way we should think about everything in our life. How can I use my house to serve Jesus? How could I use my car to serve Jesus? How could I use my employment to serve Jesus? How can I use my money to serve God? How can I use my whole life and everything in it? Because these things don't really belong to me. They belong to the Lord. So how can I use them to serve the master? The master, Jesus, left you in charge of some important things until he returns. Jesus is coming back. He promised he would. 
And we don't know when he's coming. But I can guarantee you this. You will meet him in your lifetime. Either he will come in glory through the clouds for all of us at once. Or he will come for you individually like he did for Bonnie Sloan this past week. You will meet him. And he will come back when you least expect it. Jesus says, if the master finds a servant has been faithful in his absence, that servant will get a reward. The master will put that servant in charge of everything he owns. Now think about that for a minute. The things we enjoy on this earth that we we cling to and we feel we have a right to because they are ours, but they're only temporary. They all wear out. We can't take them with us when we die. But if we are faithful with the things God gives us in this life, it says he will put us in charge of everything he owns. The master, the Lord of creation, will put us in charge of everything he owns. That's an amazing statement when you think about it. Now, Jesus, who we usually see as kind and gentle and merciful, because he is, but he also gives a stern warning in this parable. He warns what will happen to an unfaithful servant. Verse 46, he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. You might have heard that. I've heard that statement. I've read that in Scripture many times, but something stuck out about it to me this time. It was interesting. How do you banish someone who's already been cut into pieces? <laughs> Apparently, when the master returns, the rewards and the punishments will be eternal. So you could be cut into pieces and then suffer that fate for all eternity. And that sounds awful. (laughs) But then, if you think back to how I started this message, and think about how you would feel if you hired someone to take care of your home while you were out of town, and they destroyed it, and they neglected it, and they killed all your pets while you were away, and they threw a wild party, and you came back, and people were hanging out the windows, and liquor bottles were all over the front lawn, how would you feel? And we're not talking about a mere house. We're talking about the world. And we're talking about people's lives. Before Jesus left the disciples, he shared a special meal with them. In this sacred meal... He showed them what he was doing for them. And he told them to share this meal regularly to remember him. As we share this sacred meal today, remember Jesus, the master. Remember that he is Lord and you 
are his servants. He left you in charge of some things. What are you doing with them? Take some time today to pray over the things that Jesus has left in your care. To think about all the resources that He has given you. Your time, your talent, your money, your witnesses, your witness. How are you using these things for His glory? Today we have given each of you a stewardship survey for you to prayerfully indicate your commitment to Jesus at Pleasant Grove Methodist Church. How will you serve Jesus through our church? With your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. Hope you will take that home and prayerfully consider that this week. Fill it out and bring it back next Sunday to place on the altar as we consecrate ourselves to the Lord for the coming year. But today, let us remember what the Lord Jesus, the master of us all, has already done for us as we share Holy Communion. For on the night that Christ gave himself up for us, he took the bread and the wine, ordinary things that they had at most meals, but he used them for an extraordinary purpose to show what he was about to do. He was going to the cross and that he would give his life. He would shed his blood and offer his body for, our, for us. To make an atonement for our sin. Not because we deserved it, but because he loved us. And so on that night, as he gathered with the disciples, he took the bread and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body that is given for you. Likewise, after the meal, he took the cup. He raised it to heaven and he asked the Lord to bless it. And then he gave it to his disciples and he said, Take and drink from this, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. Gracious Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on this bread and this wine and on us gathered here that the bread might represent for us the body of Christ and his blood and that we might be the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. In the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.